Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. All three of those areas are tied together. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour, 888 888-825-5225. So we're taking your calls. Money questions. How about work questions? George is your money expert. I'll help you in your work life. And that could be I'm stuck. I'm in a toxic situation. I'm burned out. Uh, I'm bored. I want to make more money. Any of those questions, we want to help you increase that income. That gets you through the baby steps faster. So I'm here to help in that area. And George, of course, is the, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's the Mac daddy. Wow. The daddy of the Mac. I think they said That's one time in the 90s. Reference. It is. I don't remember what artist said that. I was probably four years old, so I have no idea. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I'll have to do that on Ask Jeeves to figure out who the, who did that one. Ask you Jeeves. Like that? I do. I do. 888-825-5225 is the number to jump in. George and I love doing this, so we're going to start it out this hour with Nick in the Big Apple. Nick, how can we help? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's up? So, um, I make a lot of money. I've been with the same job for about four years. I'm 26 years old, but I recently this past year, uh, have just been struggling with some mental health issues. Uh, everything at work seems to be negative. I contribute a lot. I feel like I'm doing my job well, but the organization itself is not doing all that well, but all the negativity really trickles down. It's a lot of yelling. It's a lot of nothing's ever right. Who? Hold on, um, hold on a second. Who's yelling? A lot of a leadership team. Okay. And and what what else is going on? I heard that you, you feel like you're doing your job. You're pulling your weight. You got some teammates that aren't, or maybe your leader isn't. What's going on there? Right, exactly. So I work in enterprise technology sales, B2B, and... It can be interesting the way that some of these um, deals shape up, and sometimes you'll have years where it'll be very dependent on one or two transactions, so you're basically all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a good run so far, but it's it's spotty. There's things that you can't control. You could be really good at your job, but your attainment might not reflect that. Sure. Um, and I think that's what's going on across the organization and especially the economy, the way that it is. Um, it, it's, it's been challenging this past year, especially. So what does it mean to you when you say I'm having mental health issues? What does that look like, feel like? Um, just every day that I wake up during the work week, it's uh, another day that I just would rather not mutter through and just kind of going through the motions, losing motivation. Yeah. Um, really just struggling to keep my performance where it was because yeah. I just don't feel valued. I, I don't Boom. feel like That's it. I make any sort of difference. You nailed it. All right. So I, the reason I ask this, and I don't, I want us to be careful. Um, and, and, and Nick, this is not at you. This is, this is to the larger audience as well. Um, I guess you could get into a debate about whether that's mental health or not. I don't think that's what I would call a mental health issue. That right there is just you aren't feeling valued and you don't want to keep going into that place. And yet you got to right now until you replace it. And so there's obligation 
that is colliding with, you know, exhaustion. I would tell you, you are mentally and emotionally exhausted. That I know. And, and, and so it's okay to use the phrase mental health, but I just want to stipulate that you're okay. You just need a new location. Uh, you need a new gig. And so I don't know if you were calling for permission on that. You don't need it from us. But I think I'm looking. If you haven't already started looking, I'm looking. Because when I hear things like they're yelling and it's just a nasty culture, that is rarely able – I mean, rarely can you change that. You having a meeting with your leader is probably not going to change that. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I am asking for your permission now because I'm. it's tied to a financial predicament. What's the predicament? The predicament is I am under contract to purchase a co-op in Queens um, that I was hoping to close this month, but the contingency is there's a garage spot that the owner of this co-op has that he needs to sell to somebody else in the building, and I do not want it for the price that he's asking. So this is going to drag out, it seems, for at least another few months, if not, you know, half a year. Uh, so if I go and start looking for jobs now and potentially receive an offer and I'm looking to make a move, that might affect my mortgage lending ability. Because of your change in income? Well, potentially because of my change in income, but also uh, just because of my tenure. That doesn't matter, Nick. You can always buy a co-op or, or I would not make a decision about a co-op. I would make the decision about my life. And this work situation is much bigger than the co-op situation. This is about your livelihood, your life, the, the way you live it. You're having a hard time getting out of bed. So I would, the job decision is the one that I'm focused on, not the co-op. What are you making right now, Nick? Uh, so my income varies a little bit because I'm in sales, but I, the average of the past three years is about 140 grand. And you don't think you could make 140 grand in tech sales at a different company? No, I definitely think I could. Um, it's just a matter of I'm scared to make a jump because I don't want it to negatively affect the mortgage process on this co-op and have this fall through because I think it's a big opportunity financially for me to finally own something and, and have an asset. Um, and I'm young and I'm, I'm trying to get in the, the real estate game. I'm not really passionate about tech sales. I, I make a lot of money doing it, but I'm really not um, stimulated by it the way that I would like sure. to. Are you going to live in this co-op? Yes. Okay. Do you have any debt? No debt. Okay. Well, what's the worst case scenario here? Let's say the deal, the mortgage doesn't get approved because you have this change in income or whatever. What happens? I can't close on the co-op and I'm stuck living in, living in a very small apartment right now in the basement of one of my dad's rental properties. Uh, the price is right. I'm living for free. I've been living here for about 10 or 11 months. The initial plan was only to live here for a couple until hey, I could close on something. That's a sweet deal um, in New York. Well, do you lose any money if you back out of this deal because of the mortgage falling through? Uh, some. A couple thousand bucks, but nothing crazy. Okay. So this doesn't, it's not going to tank your life. It would stink because you're really excited about this, but I'm with Ken on I don't want to stick in this job I hate for six months. 
just because of this co-op deal. Yeah. So I would find another tech sales job if that's what you need right now. Eventually, I think you need a whole new career. At least field. in a better environment. Just yeah. to get stable. Just to get stable. Then we can figure out what's next and what career is right for you. Thanks for the call. Hang in there. Better days are ahead. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225 is the phone number. Ryan joins us now in San Jose, California. Ryan, how can we help? Hi. Good afternoon, guys. Um, I'm in $50,000 in student debt, and, I, and I've been looking for a job, but no one has hired me. What are the next steps I should do? Well, you just keep going. You don't quit. So what have you been trying to get hired to do? So I graduated from university 18 months ago. And when I first graduated, I wrote, I go on my Excel spreadsheet, type in like all the student gift that went in. And then I'm just like, okay, first goal, I'm going to go try seek a job. And then that was from January of 2022 till now. It's been 18 months, been applying for jobs, been on active on LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Indeed been applying for jobs no one calls me for interviews okay and All right. either that or i've been ghosted and then i'm just like initially i was thinking like okay if this student loan forgiveness was to happen twenty thousand might be forgiven yeah but if not i need to be serious about this plan what yeah. should i do before i make my first payment in october yeah all right so ryan uh, I'm, there's gonna i'm gonna give you two pieces of advice here i want george to weigh in as well um you should have been working the entire time was it is it the job that uh, you've been trying to get probably not i don't know if it was attached to your major i never got an answer from you as to what type of jobs you're looking for we'll get to that in a minute but you need to be working we are in a fantastic gig economy now if you've not heard that phrase it just means we live in an economy where you can work whether you're driving delivery from one of the major rideshare companies or you're doing something locally, or you're doing freelance work. The gig economy is I'm a private contractor, essentially. I set my own hours. I come and go. And there is a lot of opportunity in our economy for those type of jobs. There are also, right now, we're, we're seeing a tremendous amount of, of jobs that are available in the 15 to $20 an hour range, maybe doing something menial, maybe not doing something that you want to do, but it is money nonetheless, and you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for someone to discover you. I've been doing right from the side. I've been doing right from the side. Oh, you didn't tell us that. Is that how you've been paying the bills for the last 16 months? Correct. I've been uh, paying the bills for the last How 16 much months. money are you I making? I don't pay rent. Uh, per, week, uh, per weekend, I am work, uh, making between 500 to $600. What are you doing during the week? During the week, I'm just waking up at 9 and then just keep on uh, looking at my laptop and just applying for jobs Ryan, until someone Ryan, reaches out to me and Ryan, uh, Ryan, interviews me. Ryan, that's not enough. You need to be working full-time. 
You need to be working 40 hours a week and knocking out that debt. You you could have knocked mm-hmm. a huge chunk of that debt out working 40 hours a Just week. Just a retail job, but what whatever it doing, is. What you're doing right now is not working, and you are essentially playing the, the professional lottery by going on LinkedIn and sending out messages, sending out resumes, and you are a nameless, faceless person, and I hate that for you. But that's the process we live in right now where everything's AI, and if you apply for a job, if you don't have a relationship connection to that company to say, hey, let me tell you about Ryan. I know Ryan. I've known Ryan since he was a baby or blah, 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 whatever it is. You've got to make real personal connections at these at these companies to get yourself an interview. You're not even getting to the interview phase. And then when you are getting there, nothing's happening because you haven't stood out prior to the process or in the game. So I'm going to give you some free resources. I'm also going to give you a couple of paid resources towards the end. I'll tell you what those are. But but you you need to understand that right now your goal is is you got to get out of the doldrums. You got to get out of this rut where you're just sitting around getting rejected day in and day out, hearing nothing but crickets and only doing rideshare on the weekend. You could be paying off this this student loan debt, George. How how much could he? I mean, you know the numbers. Crunch the numbers. How much could he be paying off? Uh, every month, how much could he have paid off if he's working full time while he's trying to find that 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 placement in the field he wants to be in? Well, a lot of these, as you know, these rideshare jobs, you can easily make twenty bucks an hour delivering food, groceries, people, packages, and so let's even call that twenty bucks an hour, forty hours a week. That's eight hundred bucks a week. So you start multiplying that out. You said you don't pay rent, right? No, I don't pay rent. So you're talking over three grand a month that could have been going towards paying off these student loans during the pause so that you're not in this predicament where now student loan payments are coming back and you still aren't employed. So I would get to work ASAP, even if it's not the dream job. You could almost be out of the $50,000 of debt is what we're getting at. You could be very close to have paid that off. Just doing what George did with those numbers. So what field are you trying to get into? Um, so I've been trying to be a data analyst or a financial analyst because I have more into data analytics and uh, graduate finance. Okay, so you got the degree, you had a good GPA, all that stuff? Correct, sir. All right. So you realize that you're going to have to make some personal connections. you got to have some people calling yeah. people on your behalf. That You've already played it the way that most people try to play it, and then they get they get discouraged. So I'm going to give you a book called The Proximity Principle, all right? And I want you to read it, or I'll give you the audio version if that's your preference. And it's a deep dive on how to make connections because the right people, Ryan, plus the right places bring me opportunity. They show up at your door. Do you understand that formula? Yes, sir. Yeah. When I'm around the right people, they'll make good connections for me. When I'm in the right places, I meet more of the right people, and I start getting opportunities. you got to get really serious about this. But you're going to cut your time that you've just been sitting there submitting resumes and all that, and you're going to get busy, and you're going to get some momentum in paying off this debt. And uh, and then you from there, um, you're going to feel a little bit more juice because you're not just sitting there looking at that student loan payment come in and nothing happening. You need some wins right now and paying off that student loan by working 40, 50, maybe 60 hours a week uh, for a while would be great, and then making connections. You're driving, and when you're not driving – you're meeting with people. George, that's the yeah. play. And with no rent, I mean, let's knock this thing out while you have that sweet yeah. deal happening. Yeah. So hang on the line. We'll get you the, a copy of the Proximity Principle. It'll help you there. All right. Let's go to Madison, Wisconsin, where Clint joins us. Clint, how can we help? How are you doing, guys? 
Great. How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Um, so me and my wife were about $60,000 in debt and just are struggling to get anywhere. We've been paying on it, and it just seems like we're stuck. What's your income? Uh, about 90 to 100 a year. Okay. And what kind of debt is the 60? Uh, so there's about 22 in credit card. There's about 30, say about 34 in car loans. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. And what is your other car worth? You have two? Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, the other one we owe, I think, uh, 16 on it. Okay. So we got two cars. So we got, if yeah. I'm looking at this, what are those cars worth? You owe 34 and you owe 16. What are both of those cars worth? Uh, the 16, it, it's worth, uh, 32,000. And the, uh, other car is worth like 40 something. I think like 45. I am selling these cars. The cars are what's crushing you guys. I mean, this is way over half your income in the car's values. Right. And uh, the nice thing about car loans, the only nice thing is that you can kind of undo some of this, especially if the car's worth more than what you owe. And so what if we sold these cars and you netted out of this deal, you'd net, let's see, you'd probably walk away with at least 20 grand, right? You could buy two cheaper cars. Right. So you buy two cheaper cars that are ten grand each for now. We'll upgrade later to something reasonable with cash. That leaves you with the credit card debt because that high interest is killing you guys. And let's just knock this stuff out. You're making a hundred k. You got cars that are reasonable. You're down to twenty two k instead of sixty. And let's debt snowball this thing, smallest to largest, regardless of the interest rate. Knock this out. Get on a budget. Get on a proven plan. Cut all the discretionary spending. Let's try to make more right now for a season, and you'll be out of this thing within months. But if you hang on to these cars, it's just going to be a wait. Should we get them in FPU? I think? think we should. Let's hook them up with Financial he, Peace University for one year. He feels tired, and he feels like he doesn't have a lot of hope, and we're going to get you hope with community. So hang on the line. We'll get you an FPU, get you and your wife in there, and you guys, you're going to change your life. I know you are. We believe in you, Clint. Thank you so much for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're Design experts are always ready to help, even with measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. And shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 50% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. The phone number is 888-825-5225, helping you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Diana, who joins us in Houston, Texas. Diana, how can we help? 
Hi, good afternoon, Ken and George. So my question is, when will it be a good time for us to refinance our home? What's making you want to refinance? Well, uh, for starters, uh, we um, we are paying a 5% interest um, fourteen you know, for the past 14 years. Um, and we have not, um, we are, we still owe about a little over a hundred thousand dollars on our principal balance. Um, we have two daughters. Um, one of them is about to go to college within a year and a half from now. The other one is not that far from there. So I want to free up money to start, um, saving up for college. Um, also start ramping up on our retirement fund and just, you know, having more, cash um available for us you know oh are you wanting to do a cash out refinance not just a refinance well i don't know will make more sense because you know right now i called my mortgage company yesterday and um i was just getting information and they told me they gave me a interest rate of a 6.5 which is higher than what we're paying right now so um i just want to get you know to see what will be a good um, good decision. Should we just continue paying the house as we are and just making extra payments towards the principal, um, or should we refinance? So that's what I'm calling. Yeah, I don't. Refinancing is not going to solve any problems for you right now, and right now is one of the worst times to refinance because you guys have a lower interest rate than the market. So that's not the solution to your problems. I would absolutely not do a cash out refinance because that's putting you further into debt. And so you think it may be solving one problem over here, but you're just adding more to the other side in the pile. So uh, the only time it would make sense to refinance is if you can get a lower interest rate, if you can move from a variable rate to a fixed rate, which I assume you guys have a fixed rate right now? Correct. Okay. You can get a shorter loan term. So if you were refinancing from a 30 to a 15 year and you could kind of ROI on that because you're going to pay closing costs. It's going to cost money to do this refinance. You want to make sure that it actually makes financial sense. Right, right. So it doesn't okay. sound like it's going to solve any of that for you. It may just be that the mortgage is just too much for you guys based on your income. Is that the case? Well, no. Well, uh, right now um, we're um, um, our income is between eighty to hundred thousand um, um, net, depending on you know um, on what my husband does and so forth. But you know, I just we don't want. And what's the mortgage? Um, right now, like what we pay a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a little over 1400 Okay. a month. So the mortgage is reasonable, and that tells me that the mortgage isn't the problem. Are there other expenses that are holding you guys back from being able to save up for college? Do you have any other no, debt sir. other than the mortgage? No, we don't. No, the mortgage is it. Okay, so if you're taking, you're telling me you're taking home anywhere from uh, six and a half, you know, sixty five hundred bucks to eight thousand bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And you know, fourteen. I'm sorry. It, it all depends. I sure. know that because I have, you know, we, um, we're in the transportation industry. So, um, sometimes, you know, we, there are a couple of years that we have really good, um, you know, uh, income. There are other couple of years where we just kind of low. So that's basically our, you know, our average. Um, the, sometimes we have made down to 60, maybe 50 a year. So it all depends. So hopefully, you know, um, you know, it'll be better. Um, like we are projecting maybe this year at about 80, okay. so 80 to 90. So, and you said that's take home pay. That's net income. Correct. Yes. So, okay. Yes. That's 6,500 a month. Let's sit, call it six for even numbers. 1400 bucks is reasonable. That puts you right at about 25% of your take home pay for the mortgage. 
And so all, I say all that to say the home is not the issue. We've got to look at, uh, we can increase income. That's one way we can save up for college. The other way is to decrease other expenses. And so we got to look at the budget and go, where in the budget are we missing something? How can we lower our insurance rates by shopping around with our friends at Xander? Are there other discretionary expenses? Are we eating out too much? Do we have too many subscriptions? Do we need to cut the expensive gym membership? Those kinds of things, as you add them all up, can add up to big numbers to help you guys save. So are you, are you investing okay. right now in retirement? Yes, we are. What percentage well, of your income? We, um, at this time, we're not. We stopped last year. Um, we, uh, I have about 150 in uh, IRA. Um, Why did you stop? Well, there were COVID um, started. You know, when COVID started, um, we my husband didn't work for a couple of months. So when he when everything started opening up, that was three years we ago. Were, Right, right. So um, it could be, you know, I would say expenses, even though we don't have any debt, but expenses um, that we... I think you guys aren't doing a detailed monthly budget right now, and the money is just floating away, and we need to get back on track. So I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to gift you one year of every dollar of the premium version. Uh, to really make a plan. You lay out that 6,500 bucks at the top and you are the boss of that budget. And once you make the budget, the budget is the boss of you guys. And that will free you to go, oh, that's where our money's going. We said we were going to spend 500 bucks on food. It ended up being a thousand because we got a little lazy. So if you add all of that stuff up in the budget, it will allow you to go, we got to invest 15% of our income to retirement first. Whatever's left on top of that, we're going to start throwing at college. Whatever's left over that, we're going to throw at the house. And if it turns out there's not enough money, we got to increase our income and find some more stability. Yeah. So hang on the line. We'll gift you every dollar premium. And for those of you listening out there, we have an amazing deal right now. If you go to everydollar.com slash George, 14-day free trial and 15 bucks off. 15 bucks off. Uh, if you want to get the premium version. So hang on the line. We'll get you that. Let's go to, let's see, Ali in Washington, D.C. How can we help? Uh, hi, George and Ken. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. My question is um, on student loans, whether I should pay it all off or uh, whether I should pay in lump sum. Aren't those the same thing? Um, so I owe a total of about 60, 64. I do have enough cash on hand to pay it all off. Um, but then, like, I'm a little bit nervous about not having enough money for down payment uh, next year. So that that's part of it. And then the other part is we were just thinking about maybe perhaps pay 40 k on the student loan and then, like, um, take it to next year, perhaps, like, in two years, completely pay off. Okay. Well, in... The Ramsey plan, the way that will help you do this with peace is to slow down on the home ownership goal because right now we got a pile of debt to clean up. So I would not go into home ownership with the student loan still hanging around my neck. And if that means it slows down the home ownership process by a year because we have to save back up, I'm okay with that. But right now, that money, that's Sally May. It's got Sally May's name on it, not your new home name on it. And so I would pay it off in full today. Let's see where we're at. Let's then get an emergency fund in place of three to six months, then begin saving up that down payment. How long would that take okay. you if you did it that way? Um, I think I could get it done by the end of next year. I would have more than enough for, for 
down payment, a nice down payment for the house, and then of course emergency for nothing I already have. Now imagine that amount. it sinks. It stinks because you were like, man, I wanted to get a house sooner than that. But a year and a half from now, you step into home ownership with no debt except for this mortgage. That's reasonable. You step in with a fully funded emergency fund ready to cover you because home ownership is freaking expensive. And then you also have the down payment instead of trying to put nothing down to scrape by to get into the home. So that's the way to do it. And if you do a 15-year fixed rate with the payments no more than a quarter of your take-home pay, even though it's going to take longer, I understand that, you will walk into this with a whole lot more peace. Yeah. And that's what we want for you. And, and Ali, you've been disciplined to save that money to be able to pay off these loans. You now know that Uncle Joe's not coming through. So pay it off. It's a game changer. You're going to be not so much further ahead. Don't look at it as I'm behind in my homeowner goal. Look at it as I'm ahead in life because that's really what's going on. Uh, I'd pay them off now, today, like before close of business. That'll be a fantastic, fantastic way to sleep tonight. Thank you for the call. All right, don't move. More calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. Thrilled to have you with us. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 24, 16. For the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Our quote from Michael Jordan, I've failed over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. So that's fun. So uh, during the commercial break, just to get a little inside baseball, George and I, uh, or any of the Ramsey personalities, twice an hour we go out and we meet folks uh, in the lobby and say hi, high five, sign books, take pictures and all this stuff. And uh, so in hour one today, we had a, a fine young lady, just had her act together. Good questions. Her name was Jessica. She's, she was from in Nashville. So we said this is in our backyard. And so as we were talking to Jessica, uh, I asked her at what point, what does she do? What does she do? And she works for, for uh, Crumble. Corporate training. Corporate training. Yeah. And I just made a little smart aleck comment. Well, first thing you need to do is drop a a box of cookies by sometime. And she said, as I recall, playfully, I can make that happen. Well, so here we are in hour three, and we go out in the lobby to say hi to some folks. And who is in the lobby with her dad? Jessica. With With, a giant box of crumble cookies. With a giant box of crumble cookies. I think that thing is bigger than me. It, it's huge. So we have it on air if you're watching on we YouTube. Have, if you're Ken brought it, it on in the YouTube, studio. I brought. Oh my gosh! Can you reveal that to the camera, Ken? Is there a way to do that? I'm afraid I'm going to dump it. Can we? Don't dump it. Is what Kelly said. Do not dump it. Where's Those the, are pre- that's precious cargo. There Liberty, it is. There's that's the camera all I angle. can do. I'm very nervous. <laughs> this is like uh, Crumble is not a sponsor. They're not an advertiser. We just thought oh, it was no. really fun. It's not an advertising spot. Well, when people bring us good food, I'm going to thank them. That's really kind of Jessica to so do So, Jessica, you're amazing. She's out in the lobby, and she has her act together, and she's great, and she's leaving at 4 in the morning Wow! to go on a training trip. So she's getting after it. So well, anyway, And if stuff. listeners and out she there, wrote us a nice card. The way to Ken's heart is through food. He will accept it if you bring it. Yeah, I got no problem. People ask me all the time, will you eat it? I go, absolutely, we could eat it. What do I, I don't and need we'll, an official taster. She did say we have to share it with the team. So we're going to share it with the team, by the way. They're we very did. excited. They're now, look, look at them. They haven't been paying attention for three hours, and now they're jumping it's up. It's the best and, <laughs> part of their day. <laughs> they're so excited. Up. So this is for the team because they're the ones that deserve it anyway. But here we go. That's right. Let's go to Vancouver. You ever been to Vancouver? I haven't. I've been to Montreal in Quebec, but not yeah, Vancouver. I'd really like to go. Uh, look at me now. Now, see, I'm getting free cookies. Now I'm looking for a free trip. What? Make it stop, George. I got to stop. Brandon, can you send Ken to Vancouver? Can you make it happen? <laughs> Brandon, you're on the Ramsey Show. How's it going? Hey, guys. 
Good. Thanks for taking my call today. You bet. Um, so I'm fairly new. I've been about three weeks new to this whole Ramsey show debt stuff to work on. And it came at a perfect time because I have a mountain of debt and uh, just wondering what the fastest way to pay it off would be. It's about a total of $850,000 and that's including mortgages. Okay. Well, lay them out for me with the consumer debt first. Okay. Consumer debt first. So I've got uh, 4,000 on an LOC. I've got a MasterCard with 24,000, a car with 21,000, a truck with 77,000. Um, and then we've got my personal house, which has got a mortgage remaining of 550,000 and then a rental house with a remaining mortgage of 170,000 plus a HELOC on my personal house, which is about 190,000. Holy goodness. You've been collecting this stuff, man. What is your income? And not too proud about it. Uh, my household income is about 160 to 170,000. Okay. What is the truck for? Uh, it's a vehicle that we bought. It's me and my wife. We have five children, and we wanted something to be able to pull a trailer to take our family on vacation. Do you have an RV? Uh, no, we actually pull my parents' um, 27-foot trailer to go camping up in the Okanagan. Okay. Well, it's time to buy some tents. I think for now we vacation in our home yeah. because we are in the freaking backyard. broke. I think this truck needs mm-hmm. to go. That's staring me down in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And because you can sell this stuff, I'd probably sell the truck and the car just to help clean some of this up to give you guys some breathing room. But what you do, mm-hmm. here's what you do. Ignore the mortgage parts for now. Let's focus on this consumer debt and lay them out smallest to largest. That makes it palatable, right? If you go, how quickly can you pay off this 4K and LLC debt? Um, a month? We just wrote actually our, our thing up last night on our plan, and we're hoping to have that paid off by the end of August. Okay, so That's end of good. August, we knock out the first debt. What's the next biggest debt? The credit cards? Uh, the, if we the sell the car? The car is 21, the MasterCard is 24. Okay. Now, my, my personal plan, because I can't breathe right now, is to just sell these vehicles and just drive beaters for now, even if they're two $10,000 cars. We're not going on vacation. We're broke, so we can't afford that mm-hmm. anyways. We're not towing any trailers anytime soon. What if we cleaned up the car debt? That alleviates 100000 of this consumer debt. Now you just have credit yeah, cards I in have... front of you for consumer debt. Then we're at the mortgages. You see how that just speeded, sped up that process? Yeah, no, absolutely. Our truck, unfortunately, a month after we bought it, we actually got hit, and it's been now had to be fixed. It had about $20,000 in damage a month after we bought it. So I've thought about selling that, but from what I've heard from, I was talking with an insurance adjuster, they figure it's only worth, the price has dropped about 30 to 40% based on that accident of what we could get for it. So we'd still be left with like 20 to 25,000 remaining on that. Even after you fix it up? Well, it's already been fixed. We've had it for a little over a year now. But it's already, it's depreciated the value because of the accident. Exactly, yes. Well, you said your income was how much? 140, 160? 160 to 170. 160, 170. Is there a way to increase that? Uh, I'm I'm already working overtime now. My wife's also starting to pick up some overtime to help um, bring that up as well. Okay. Well, there's no easy shortcut way out of this, and there's no amount of mm-hmm. debt you can move around to make this go away. The only way to make it go away is aggressively pay it off with the debt snowball, smallest to largest, 
increase the income, decrease the expenses, find as much margin as you can to throw at that smallest debt and just work your way at this thing. And I'd probably sell the rental. What's the rental Absolutely. worth? Uh, around 300000 So uh, you could net about 100 plus to throw at the other debt? Yeah, and that would, that we used actually, I know this is terrible thinking on my part looking back now, but we used our home equity line of credit to purchase our rental house. And it had a slew of repairs to the extent of about $70,000 more than what we were expecting. And that's where we have our HELOC from. Okay, but you can still sell the rental. Yes. That's okay. a game changer. You have to do that. It gives you pretty big momentum to get this thing started. Now, there's still a lot of work to do, but that'll help. And even being underwater on that car on that truck, I'd probably sell the rental and use that to cover the underwater portion. Yep. Sell the car, get two beater cars. That at least cleans up a whole lot of this debt. That leaves you with the LLC, the credit cards, and then the HELOC, and then save the mortgage till the very end. Okay. What's what is the house worth? Um, my personal residence. Yes. Uh, about a million dollars. Okay. Now, I don't think you need to sell the house unless this mortgage payment is killing you guys. Is it a big part of your monthly take-home pay? Uh, it's it's right around that quarter per mark. It's about uh, 2500 a month. Okay, and you're bringing in 10K. Monthly is approximately 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't think the mortgage was the problem, and I would just save that to the very end. I'm not a huge fan of just using that as the first shortcut to just sell the house to get out of this thing. I want to see some behavior change. Otherwise, you're going to be right back in this mess a year from now. And that means okay. the sacrifices of paying off the truck that we use for the family vacations and the car, and the, we've got to stop looking for shortcuts. And I feel like you're ready for that. Yeah. No, is your absolutely. is your it's, spouse it's on board as well? Um, at first it was tough. Like you know, I've been listening to your guys' podcast religiously for the last three weeks, um, and she's not quite on board, but she's definitely more on board now that we've kind of put it out on paper, kind of a plan on what I, I was planning on doing. Um, but I figured to call you guys. I think, I think she'll be able to come on board with it. It might be a little bit of a struggle, but we'll if you just conversation. show her these numbers on paper, show her yeah. the interest, show her how long it's going to take to crawl out of this thing. She's going to be willing to sell some stuff. Yeah, I agree. I can't breathe looking at this stuff, man. I'm, I'm pulling for you to get out of this thing. Call us back if we can help in any way. you imagine just looking at the budget once all those things are oh. paid off that we just talked about by the one per sale of the house? That's a game changer, and that's how, that'll get somebody on board. Show 100%. them real numbers. Good hour, George. Good You're going to need a massage after walking through that 100%. last call. Maybe Ooh. a chiropractor. I don't know. Big thanks to Kelly Daniel for keeping it on the tracks and the crew in there with her, and then also you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.